Hi, I'm Ben Hubbard. I'm the manager of video services and special events at UC Berkeley. I'm also the co-manager of the webcast program with my colleague uh, over there, Adam Hochman. Um, I work for Educational Technology Services uh, and wanted to start by telling you a little bit about our organization. We're comprised of several different subunits. Uh, the Learning Systems Group, which works on uh, the B-Space and the Sakai uh, initiative there, and um, they're, we're a developing partner in the Sakai initiative. Um, and they also do a lot of uh, teaching and learning activities with faculty training uh, program, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm part of the, what we kind of term as Learning Spaces group. Uh, I'm, I work in the Classroom Technology and Special Events group there at uh, UC Berkeley. Um, and uh, we also have a design and engineering group which manages uh, the classroom installations of all of our technology projectors and uh, DVD players and VHS decks. Um, so I wanted to start by saying that organizationally, uh, it, it's, it's really, we're really set up well to tackle a lot of the uh, video delivery issues um, that, that stem from a desire to provide a window into the educational resources uh, of our institution. Um, and, uh, you know, we just have an amazing uh, collection of technical expertise and experience um, under our belt. Uh, we've got a lot of developers and programmers and great project management and AV experience that uh, we've been able to have under this sort of single umbrella, single vision and leadership uh, towards providing that window. So it's really been helpful to have those those ties underneath our own organization and not have to make those connections uh, across different units within uh, the university because that's always a little bit more difficult um, road to hoe. Uh, so I wanted to also mention that the uh, classroom technology uh, is centrally managed on our campus, which is another important factor. Um, we manage the actual installations and the standards for the installations, and um, the scheduling is also centrally managed for all of our general assignment classrooms, which is also uh, an important factor in our program. We have about 12 years of course casting. I'm going to talk specifically about webcast.berkeley. We have about 12 years of uh, experience under our belt in the course casting er arena. We started as a research organization, uh, the Berkeley uh, Multimedia Research Center, uh, by Professor Larry Rowe. And um, you know we grew we grew to become a, a campus service with a with a worldwide audience, and it's been amazingly uh, successful. Uh, our approach is focused on automated capture and delivery systems. Um, you know we believe in the efficiencies that we can uh, obtain by automating processes and and reducing overhead. We also think a lot about trying to reduce the barriers of entry for faculty who are participating. I know there are some programs out there that are really great, uh, ProfCast and, and other programs that are using um, manual recording devices. Um, we kind of had a feeling that we didn't want the professors or the faculty or the lecturers to have to do anything other than just come in and turn on the mic like they normally would or use the installed system and uh, the lecture recording would automatically start. Um, so we've had about 12, 12 years. We've, we do about 44 courses a, a semester, so it's about 88 courses a year. And uh, some of those are podcast, some of those are podcast and webcast, some of those are webcast only. And we kind of look at webcasting as video and podcasting as audio right now um, because of podcasting I traditionally think of as a download, downloadable format and uh, currently we're only offering uh, audio downloads. 
uh, we're constantly looking to uh, looking for ways to improve our services and uh, the processes and find new new ways to automate our systems and so forth and um, one of the major things we really wanted to do is, is uh, implement an open standards format for delivery. We're currently serving out real, which uh, is proprietary, and uh, it really has allowed us to get, get where we've gotten. Um, but because we're so systems oriented, uh, trying to switch gears is a little bit try like trying to stop a freight train. Um, so you know, it takes a little bit of research and a lot of time and some development to think about how to, how to switch gears and start serving up different formats under our current implementation, though, we're keeping that in mind. So we did a lot of uh, research on some projects uh, or products, commercial products that are out there, thinking about uh, how to, how to uh, move into the next phase of our, our webcast program. And it's important to note that um, as a research project or, or because of our research uh, underpinnings, we actually were very homegrown, all of our systems and we did all of our own development on the, on the automated systems to deliver this content. So, while we were looking at some of these products, um, you know, we realized that that they they all met some of our needs, and uh, none of them met all of our needs. Um, they generally lacked a, a flexibility that we we needed, um, especially because they were they were proprietary. So we were locked down with proprietary hardware. Um, there were uh, there were customization issues in terms of integration into our, our campus-wide systems like LDAP and the registrar, um, so authentica campus authentication and, and the registrar runs all of our central classroom scheduling. Uh, so we basically, oh, they also had um, substantial cost structures, which um, we just, uh, we felt as a, as a group that had been developing our own systems to do this automatically. We weren't sure that we wanted to make that investment and, and have recurring annual licensing fees that we would have to pay um, when there might be some potential that we would be able to do this ourselves. So we really were faced with the choice between customizing our business practices or uh, kind of rolling our own, so to speak. Um, and uh, all the while, we were busily launching partnerships uh, out in the world. So. We launched uh, Apple, uh, so Berkeley on iTunes U, Apple's iTunes U. Um, we launched that in April of 2006. And uh, as of now, I believe we have somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,600 course lectures, maybe a little more over three semesters. So it's pretty substantial uh, podcast download. We have a lot of uh, events content there as well for people to download. We even have some campus life stuff. So uh, if you want to watch the play, you can watch, uh, you can watch, it's really famous on campus, the play where uh, we score a last second touchdown to beat Stanford in, in the 80s. We're, we're hanging on to it. We're hanging on to it. Um, so these, these partnerships, <laughs> did someone say watch your back? <laughs> I thought I heard that. Um, so these, these partnerships have been really, really successful. We've been, um, we've gotten a lot of uh, valuable uh, visibility from the partnerships from uh, the news and, and other institutions, and we get calls all the time asking us, you know, how do you, how do you do what you do? And it's it's just been great because we, we really feel connected to the educational community, and in, in part because of our, our open content stance. Um, and I guess this is when the planets sort of began to align for us, um, because of the iTunes U partnership, uh, we had some access to uh, inside folks at uh, Apple. And we noticed that they had, they had put up this slick on their website about this, this product called Podcast Producer. 
And so we, we started inquiring and, and asking them, well, what is, what is Podcast Producer and, and what does it do? And, you know, we, we knew that, uh, that some of those uh, commercial products probably weren't going to work for us. We were kind of wrapping up our um, investigations, uh, I guess you could call it. And uh, so we found out that uh, Podcast Producer is basically an enterprise scripting framework for capture and delivery that marries uh, OS X Leopard server systems and Leopard client systems with XGrid and, and uh, QuickTime technologies. And uh, when we talked to them a little bit, we immediately recognized that there was an opportunity to leverage the uh, technology to develop a next generation webcast systems application. So, uh, we basically uh, decided that we were going to try and do this within the Sakai framework. Um, and what that means is that uh, Podcast Producer is a core component of, of that and it uh, basically runs on Apple hardware and the, there is no additional fee for the actual server, it's a core component of, of their, or not for the server, but for the um, Podcast Producer, it's a core component of their operating system. Um, so we're piloting it as, it as a, a core component and um, we feel like this, this hybrid approach um, basically allows us to focus on our specific needs. But at the same time, because it's within the Sakai, the Sakai framework, we're um, keeping our eyes on uh, an ultimate goal of trying to build a community around the technology and um, provide, provide that open source framework that actually could bootstrap other universities' programs for uh, capturing content and um, you know while we're very systems oriented and we're very uh, automated oriented I know there are other universities out there that are much more manual and uh, there's always the possibility that you might be able to take this technology and uh, adapt it for your own purposes uh, so that's uh, an interesting development I want to talk a little bit about uh, just to go back to the infrastructure uh, in the classrooms and, and the centrally managed, the centrally managed um, equipment in the classrooms and the centrally scheduled equipment in the classrooms. Some of the power of being part of Sakai, uh, having it as part of Sakai, is we have local instantiation of Sakai called BSpace, and they've already meted out all the details of uh, integrating with the LDAP and with the registrar and some of those other really important uh, functions of an automated system that are going to allow us to basically harvest some of that data so um, about when the class is and, and who the professor is and what the title is and some of those important metadata uh, tags that you're going to want to inject into your content. So there's a lot of automated stuff um, that's going to be happening behind the scenes there. And um, so right now we're at about 50% uh, installed classrooms and uh, with projectors and VHS and DVDs and so forth. And um, we have a really high level commitment from our uh, central administration to uh, bring that to 100% of our GA classrooms and, and really uh, have everything capable. And uh, our plan is to um, have over, uh, basically any classroom over 50 seats uh, with installed uh, technology for uh, screencast uh, or podcast. Then we have a limited number or select group of um, webcast-enabled or video-enabled classrooms. Um, and it's just interesting to, to, to note that with the media as sort of the new communication tool uh, for lecture content and, and the, the, you know, if people have been talking about Lawrence Lessig's quote about text being a, a 
dead medium, although I would argue that it's more dynamic now and not so much dead, um, that uh, it's really important to have sort of a more ubiquitous uh, capture environment where you can really pull more more content and make more content available. If that truly is the medium that, that students and others are, are capable of communicating in, that's the direction we want to we want to go in. It's also a great tool for teaching and learning that that content. And I believe uh, my colleague Judy Sturt is going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow. So um, I believe that's it. So thank you very much.